Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time for another hour of your favorite sports gambling show. What is this going to be? Moneyline. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm diddly With the two best hosts to ever do it. I love my contract. Love my teammates. Uh, Donnie Wrightside. Do what the Sixers did, Charlotte. Just, just win seven games a year for four years. Eventually, you'll find somebody, and you'll be on the upswing again if it works out in your favor. And Kevin Walsh. Let me tell you how crazy talented the NBA is right now. I'm not even oh. trying to get into a debate. He's not even the most talented offensive big man in the NBA right now, in my honest opinion. On the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. As the man said, humdiddly dee! It's time for the Wednesday afternoon edition of Moneyline Solo Mission. Once again, for your boy Donnie Wright, side here tomorrow. Kevin will be back, at least we hope, recouping from a minor illness, which he put in at work in Las Vegas, which then showed up on Sunday with a fever, but said, you know what? It's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest day of the year. This is my flu game, KW said. So he needed a couple days off, and rightfully so tomorrow. Hopefully those batters will be recharged, and he will be back. By the way, just seen some highlights. You know who's back this week? Tiger Woods is back at Riviera. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But this is Moneyline. It is the best hour of your day. And it also is Valentine's Day. And if you haven't heard it's Valentine's Day yet, you're in trouble if you're this late. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, you're late on this. You missed it. You've got an angry partner at home. Boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whoever it may be, significant other, whatever. If you did not at least get a card for your significant other to start the day or send them a text, you're doing it wrong, people. You are. Now, as I ask this on Valentine's Day, right, maybe you remember your first love or your first love in sports, which to me, quite honestly, I've always loved football. Baseball was great. Learned golf a little bit later in high school. Love that as well. But football has always had my eye. So as I watch today and take a look at the NFL Network, they're showing the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Parade, which when I go back to the only Super Bowl Parade I attended was in February of 2018, the Philadelphia Eagles. Still remember to this day, and I'm pretty sure around this time, you know how you guys get those updates on your phone. Hey, memories from this day a couple years ago, whatever it would be, however long you've had your phone for with pictures stored. 
The buses coming down Broad Street, cheering on our conquering heroes. And Jason Kelsey doing one of the greatest performances in Super Bowl Parade history. Donning the, how do I want to say it, the uh, parade paraphernalia of a mummer here in Philadelphia. What a day it was. What a coronation it was. I will always remember that. But it is Valentine's Day, people. And yes, I do love football. Also love my wife and my daughter. But if you thought about today, like, because celebration of Valentine's Day, I don't know how people do it, but I assume you guys are pretty much like me, right? Now, look, there are 13 NBA games on tonight, which we're going to want to watch. I get it. There's a slew of college basketball on tonight. But is today really like Valentine's Day? It, it, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase that. Today is Valentine's Day. But is today a celebrated Valentine's Day on a Wednesday? Does anybody out there take their significant other out to dinner midweek? Because I don't do that. I don't think I've ever done that. It's usually the week after, right? Or the weekend that's coming up or the weekend before that. Which means, like, if you would have taken your date out last Saturday night for Valentine's Day, that makes some sense. But for me, I have Friday night dinner reservations. And yes, I won't be eating anything all day long until dinner, but I will eat. Bone-in ribeye? Oh, it's calling my name. Maybe some lobster mac and cheese? Yep. Wedge salad? Of course. Crab meat cocktail with a little mustard? You know it's coming. But I want to ask the people that. Does anybody take their significant other out tonight on Valentine's Day if it's midweek? Or do you, like me, wait till the weekend here? I'm a weekend guy with that. And maybe it's a little bit different. And JP says he's going to do it today. Now, JP, get in here for a second. Now, why why tonight, though? Is that something you've always done? Like Valentine's Day? Doesn't matter what day. You just always celebrated that day? Yeah, honestly, as long as I can remember, it's always been Valentine's Day. Um, it, it, I don't see the point of waiting to the weekend. I mean, I know I have time tonight, and it's a nice, like, especially yeah. in the middle of the week, when you do have yeah. that one day where you just get to do something fun. It's true about that, too, because like you, if Valentine's Day would fall on a Friday or Saturday, you better have reservations in at least like you know a month and a half in advance. You're not going anywhere. But I'm always a procrastinator, so I was able to find it. And by the way, when I say a decent time, you people might think I'm nuts at this point. Because I do only eat one time a day, and it's typically at 11.30 every day. I haven't had dinner as the joke is. I haven't eaten dinner since August. I've been on a 24-hour fast since September 1st. It's been great. I've lost about 30 pounds. I haven't worked out all that much, which I'll pick up next week. But, like, when I say, like, hey, dinner reservations, most people think of what? 7.30 to 8.30. Probably closer to 8.30 is that optimum time to take a date out on the weekend. That's not me, people. Like, I'm 6 o'clock. And that's not because I'm old, just because I can't wait that long. Like, 6 o'clock for me is when I'm going out Friday night with my wife. And no, it's not the two-for-one coupons or the early bird special. Like we're going to a nice restaurant. But maybe that's why I got in, because most people aren't as ludicrous as me. And we'll wait till later here. But even, like, let's just say going back to, like, high school. I guess, again, you're not taking really your date out in high school when you're, like, 16, 17 years old. So you would bring the chocolates and the flowers and the balloons and maybe you write a handwritten note. And, yes, this is the 1990s. People were not texting back and forth. There weren't even cell phones when I was in high school at that point. Like, there was car phones around, but nobody had any cell phones in the mid-'90s carrying around in high school. Those didn't come back. Those didn't come into effect later into the late-'90s where most people started to get to them. But what is the protocol in today's day and age? And by the way, 
I always bring this up as well because I think it's interesting. I looked at the top Valentine's Day songs. And how did I find that? Well, I just went to Google. Top love songs for Valentine's Day. And I like this. Very first on the list is Endless Love with Lionel Richie. That was my wedding song, Endless Love. Now, it wasn't with Lionel Richie. It was with uh, Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey was the updated version that I used. But I think I'm looking at that going, you know what? I'm a romantic at heart. If I can have the top song here as my wedding song, I think I made the right choice at that point here. But the slow, do, do we even have slow songs in today's genre? What's the slow song for the kids today in high school or maybe in college? Hey, I'm going to take my girl out tonight, you know, going to get in the car, turn the radio on, put on a blast Spotify. Like, what's the song? Is, is Drake the songs now? Because like when I was in high school, you know, maybe you flipped on Jodeci, right? It was hot. It was popping at the time. Everybody loved Jodeci. You know, even R. Kelly back in the day. There were some great slow songs that you could get down to. What is the slow songs of today? Is it Drake? Is it T-Pain? Like, you even saw Usher on the TV on Sunday. Usher was fantastic in the late 90s, man. Usher had some great slow songs. So when I see Endless Love is number one, looking down that chart here, Elvis Presley songs, some Beatles songs, Shania Twain, he's still the one. Yeah, you remember those. Can't take my eyes off you, Frankie Valley. My girl from The Temptations. Yeah, there was some great stuff there back in the day. But it's Valentine's Day, people. We're celebrating it right here on the Sports Grid Network. Donnie Wright side, Solo Mission, Moneyline. Let's talk it up next. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say... Yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Yo, right back at it here. Take a look at some Valentine's Day action on the board. We'll get to it. Some good NBA games, and also some good NCAA action. Got asked today on uh, X. It still sounds stupid saying X. It should always be Twitter. It just sounds better. 
But I was asked today on Twitter, like, what I look forward to and what I like to bet in college basketball and how I come around to picking the games. We'll go over that a little bit later as well. Uh, people chiming in, just put it out on Twitter, like some good songs that you used to listen to. So a little Jodeci, forever, my lady. I mean, fantastic stuff in the 90s. Boy, kids today, you don't understand. You don't understand how good we had it. And I guess the, the boomers, right, the old crew will tell you how great those oldies were in the 50s and the 60s and the disco 70s and, you know, the early 80s where you had some great slow songs as well. But just the 1990s, which is basically my heyday, you know what I mean? All the way through high school. Got to high school in 19, what, 92? Uh, through graduated in 96 and off to college. There were some great R&B slow songs back in the day. So these kids these days just don't understand. But again, Luther, Van, Luther Vandross, Mariah Carey, certainly the GOATs for me of Valentine's Day. Hopefully you're celebrating having a good time with your significant other today. But we got topics, people, to get to. If you want to call in, you got a hot topic, you got a great song, or how about this? You have a great Valentine's Day memory that might even included winning a bet because we all know... If you are taking your significant out other, significant other out, I should say, on Valentine's Day, there's always something to gamble on. Sneaking your phone, checking it here. Maybe you picked up your dinner money while you were at dinner because you hit a nice bet. Fantastic stuff. Let me hear about it. 844-843-6879. can always give a call in. Phone line's open for the entire hour. Also, you got a hot plate tonight on Valentine's Day? But again, if you have any crazy stories from Valentine's Day, call in. We'd love to talk about it. Have some fun here post-Super Bowl 58. Now, as we say post-Super Bowl 58, again, one of my TVs up currently right now is on the NFL Network. You know, giving their speeches and having fun and the championships. And maybe they do it next year. Did you know no, uh, no team in NFL history through 58 years from Super Bowls has ever won three Super Bowls in a row? Not even the New England Patriots, not the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the 1970s. None of those teams. The Dallas Cowboys of the mid-1990s. And also, furthermore, no team has actually played in three straight Super Bowls. So if the Kansas City Chiefs want to get back to the Super Bowl next year, they would be breaking new ground. But we'll go over some of those futures as well, which the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, are not the top of the heap here for the future market in 2024 to lift that Lombardi trophy. We'll take a peek at that a little bit later. But just wrapping up on that Chiefs season, do you know what they're lucky about? Andy Reid is a very good coach. We obviously know that. But when you settle in to your assistant coaches, right, Andy Reid really doesn't need many assistant coaches on offense. No, what I mean by that is he doesn't have to give them a full plate. Like he's not saying, all right, well, I'm the head coach here. Uh, I got an offensive coordinator, and, you know, no big deal. I'll just let my offensive coordinator run the show. doesn't do that. It's Andy Reid's offense. So all those years where, you know, Matt Nagy got placed in Chicago, he's back, by the way, with the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't his offense. Eric Bieniemy for all those years, it wasn't Eric Bieniemy's offense. Doug Peterson, who was placed in Philadelphia through Andy Reid, wasn't Doug Peterson's offense. No, they learned under Andy Reid, but it was always Andy Reid's offense all the way through. But you know what is golden for a head coach who's an offensive guy who all he really wants to do is what? I just want to worry about my own side of the football because I got it handled on the opposite side. The reason I'm bringing it up today, because that's the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's Steve Spagnuolo, one of the best defensive coordinators in the history of the sport. Yeah, you heard that correctly here. Why? He's a four-time Super Bowl champion now as a defensive coordinator. He's 64 years old. So compared to like a Bill Belichick, he's still a spring chicken. 
Now, for the many people who don't know who Steve Spagnolo actually is, if you take a look at his Wikipedia page, he's been around the block. Started as a coach at UMass in 1981-1982 as a graduate assistant. Then moves on to the Washington Redskins in 1983 as a player personnel intern. Goes to Lafayette. Goes to Connecticut. And how about this? Finds himself with the Barcelona Dragons in 1992. What was that, like the WFL, the World Football League, I think, for the NFL? Then comes back to the States and goes to coach at Maine. Then at Rutgers. Then at Bowling Green. Then found himself again back in that WFL, whatever it was called back in the day, with the Frankfurt Galaxy in 1998, before landing a job with the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid in 1999. That's where the extension started here between Spagnuolo and Reid, when Reid got to Philadelphia bringing him in. Then eventually is the defensive backs coach in Philadelphia, moves over to a linebacking coach in Philadelphia, then gets the defensive coordinator position for the New York Giants, and we know how that turned out, right? Super Bowl champion. Not that he was a head coach, he was an assistant coach. So he wins that Super Bowl championship and is immediately named after the following season the St. Louis Rams head coach. And only lasted there a couple years, and it was a disaster. 21% winning percentage. 11 and 41 was his record here. And by the way, if anybody knows anything about Steve Spagnola's terms there, or should I say his time in St. Louis, players didn't like him all that much. Rubbed people the wrong way. Had a terrible record, which basically cemented his fate as this was my one chance to be a head coach, and it didn't work out, and nobody's ever going to give me a job again as a head coach. As he moved on to the Saints the following year as the defensive coordinator, then went to the Ravens in 2013 just as a senior defensive assistant. He basically wasn't even a coach at that point. Before in 2014 being the secondary coach for the Ravens, then going back to the Giants as a defensive coordinator. And I believe it was McAdoo. I want to say it's McAdoo that got fired in 2017. I think it was. So he was the interim coach for the Giants. But then goes over to the Chiefs in 2019, which means, again, he didn't even coach in 2018. But Spags, a good friend of Andy Reid, brings him in 2019 and history from there on out. What a coordinator, a four-time Super Bowl champion. But as the start of the conversation here for me on this was, it's simple. It's very hard to keep talented, young coordinators in your own camp. Because those guys end up getting taken for head coaches with other franchises if they're legitimate. Now, as I told you, Steve Spagnuolo is now in his 60s. Had a run with the St. Louis Rams, and it was an abject disaster. So now it's basically, I'm just going to coach as long as Big Red coaches here in Kansas City, and we're going to stack championships. He might be the best coordinator in football, offense and defense. He was unbelievable this year. The Chiefs don't have Steve Spagnuolo. Do they win the championship? We'll never know because he was there, but that's how good he's been. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. As a defensive coordinator, think about that. You don't see it much because usually when defensive coordinators are really good, they win a Super Bowl, then go be a head coach, and then maybe not ever find the fountain of youth again. He's found it in Kansas City with Andy Reid. 
It's been a tremendous tour for Steve Spagnola, starting way back in the early 80s. Boy, the life of a coach, man. Think about that. Because we only see the highest level, right? That's all we see. It's like, hey, man, if you could be a head coach in the NFL, the amount of money you can make. Hey, if you could be a good coordinator and hang around the NFL for 10 to 15 years, the good money you can make. But we never remember how these guys started. Probably sleeping on couches in the head coach's you know, office while he was being the defensive backs coach in Connecticut in 1987. What did that job pay? Ten grand a year? My goodness. I mean, even in 1998, he's a D coordinator in Frankfurt Galaxy. How much did that pay? Living abroad, not even going to school. You're living abroad trying to coach a football game in a city, in a country. There's no idea even what football is. Shout out Steve Spagnola. Well-deserving of his fourth Super Bowl championship. We'll keep the good times rolling right on Moneyline. Valentine's Day edition right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'll be there, baby. You know I'll be there for you people out here in these streets. We don't need the temptations to come in here. We don't need any of that stuff. But I'm watching right now here on Moneyline. Clark Hunt, chief chairman and CEO, speaking to the crowd. Wife's next to him. Four Lombardis on the table. How great they are, yada, yada, yada. Stop the man this year. They went back to back. They're tremendous. We'll see if they can win three in a row next year. And who is going to doubt them? Who? Not me. You got Patrick Mahomes. It's all you need. doesn't matter. Home, away, bad players. You, you, wait, you wait for the Chiefs next year. Wait for them. Wait for them to get a wide receiver. Wait for him to get a true number one and see what they can do next year. As long as Patrick Mahomes is in town and healthy, sky is the absolute limit here. All right, let's have some fun college basketball. Good card tonight, by the way. A couple top 15 tilts in the cards. South Carolina and Auburn. UConn oh, going up against DePaul, by the way. The DePaul Blue Devils. Unbelievably bad. And I understand why the Big East still keeps them in play. Hey, that Chicago market. 
I mean, DePaul seems like I think DePaul has been bad since I was a kid in the eighties. Have they ever had any winning seasons? I don't know because they're horrendous every single year. SEC till tonight, maybe a blowout too. Tennessee and Arkansas. By the way, that UConn DePaul game, that's twenty four and a half as a number. Yeah, twenty four and a half. UConn's not even home. They're at DePaul, and it's that high. But I was asked today on Twitter, how do you handicap college basketball, Donnie? What do you look for? Well, I always take an interesting approach. You know, my favorite sports to handicap, you know, probably in order, is obviously the NFL's number one. Baseball is number two. I love the grind of the daily baseball scene. Once you get the numbers in play, it's fun. There's tons of games. It's like a new NFL card every single day. I love that stuff. But college basketball is very intricate because it's really a performance-based business for me, and that's based on statistics. And I need statistics to be an effective handicapper. So when I take a look at the college basketball season, which, again, Auburn plays tonight, so I just brought up their schedule going through KenPalm.com. Obviously, Auburn's very good, 19-5 on the season. Ken Palm has them rated as the fifth-best team for his metrics, but in the AP Top 25, they're ranked 13th. They're going to take the court tonight at home in Auburn. But if we're looking at the schedule itself, you know, you can see the numbers, 19-5. They played 24 games into the season. For me, the sweet spot in a college basketball season starts right around February. And say, Donnie, you've got to be kidding me, man. Like, these teams have already played 20-plus games by the time you get to February. Why are you going to wait so long? Well, a lot of these games, they're not really handicappable. And yes, I just made that word. And what I mean by that is, how do you handicap Auburn playing southeastern Louisiana? St. Bonaventure early in the season. Alabama A&M. App State. UNC Asheville. Alabama State. Chattanooga. Penn. Do you see what I'm getting at? When I like to bet basketball games, it's like competition versus like competition. And what I mean by that is I want to have the same type of athletes playing the same type of athletes every night. So case in point, Auburn's got way better athletes than southeastern Louisiana and Alabama A&M. What do you take out of a game on Friday, November 10th against southeastern Louisiana or Tuesday, November 21st against Alabama A&M? You can't take anything away. Because let's just say you're great at three-point shooting. Well, of course. You might be able to bury shots against teams like St. Bonaventure and Alabama A&M and UNC Asheville. Get the point? But maybe you're not so great against a Mississippi or an Alabama or a Texas A&M who's in your conference in the SEC. So I don't even start college basketball betting legitimately until February, which lands usually right around the Super Bowl. So the sweet spot for college basketball, Power 5 conferences, is right now. Like, as I look at Auburn's schedule, it ends Sunday, March 9th, against Georgia. Then the following week is the SEC Conference Tournament Championships, followed by that Sunday, that's Selection Sunday. So if we're looking at the sweet spot here for, let's just say, Auburn, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left on the docket for them. To really cash in. So let's just take a look today, right? You say to yourself, South Carolina, and by the way, South Carolina, no slouch. 21 and 3 on the season 
Only three losses for South Carolina. Wednesday's, excuse me, Wednesday, December 6th against Clemson in an away game. Lost by five points. South Carolina went on the road January the 9th and got hammered by the Alabama Crimson Tide, 74-47. to 47. Also then lost on Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday, January 16th against the Georgia Bulldogs by five points at home. But they've won seven straight games since then. Not since then, knocking off Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, and Vanderbilt. Which now they go on the road tonight to take on Auburn. And by the way, it's hard to win on the road in college basketball. Only two losses on the season on the road for South Carolina. Great record, Lamont Paris, the head coach. They're going to run into a different animal tonight. I like to look at the tempo of these basketball teams, what they like to play, because, again, styles do make fights. If you look at the adjusted tempo for South Carolina, 355th in the nation, that's just about as slow as you could possibly go. You take a look at the Auburn Tigers, 71th in the nation in adjusted tempo. Look it up and down on that court. That's what they want to do. So you do have two styles that really get after it. Now, if we're taking a look at seasonal statistics, right? The Auburn defense is very, very good. If you include the first part of the season, which I call the silly season, in college basketball, Auburn's fourth overall in adjusted efficiency. That's a top five defense in the country, right? Their adjusted efficiency is 91.6. But if we include just conference play, Keep in mind that number, 91.6. That goes up to 95.7. But that's still is good enough to be the best overall defense in SEC play. But do you see what we did there? You have to quantify how good these teams are on offense. So one of the great things that Ken Palm does is allows you to filter out the statistics from the entirety of the season. We have games with Alabama A&M takes those out of the equation and just tells you how good Auburn has been just in SEC play, which, again, is like competition versus like competition. Now, there's a lot of numbers on websites like Kenpom that can confuse you. And some numbers you will like that I don't like. Some numbers that I don't like that you don't like. You have to find that mesh point of what makes sense. And it might take years of trial and error. But I always like to take a look at the matchups. And let's just say the four factors on Ken Palm, right? If you're logged in there. Effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, rebounding percentage, and free throw attempts to field goal attempts. So if you're just looking at that quadrant here, effective field goal percentage, which means how good is your defense, right? Or your offense, you can use it. But I'm using defense just from an Auburn statistic here. Auburn is fantastic at turning you over. So, again, we're handicapping tonight's game versus South Carolina. Again, South Carolina on a hot streak. But Auburn's laying 11.5 points, and probably for good reason. There's 14 teams, people, in the SEC. If you're lining up South Carolina, turnover percentage, 12th out of 14 teams on offense, which means 17% of the trips up the court don't even end in a shot. That's a turnover. So you have a team in SEC play in South Carolina that loves to turn the basketball over. You have an Auburn defense that loves to turn you over here, which is key. Now, another statistic I like to look at and say, like, can I get to the free throw line? And will the other team foul me so I can get there? So you see some teams out there, right? 
great guard play, love to get to the rim and force contact and get to the free throw line. You can take advantage of that in certain instances. You take a look at Auburn's defense, free throw attempts to field goal attempts, 38% for Auburn's defense. That's 12th out of 14 teams. That's terrible. So you say to yourself, if you're South Carolina, if you like to get to the free throw line, you can take advantage of that. But here's the issue. South Carolina is 11th out of 14 teams in the SEC at getting to the free throw line. So South Carolina should not be able to take advantage of Auburn fouling. Why? Because South Carolina doesn't force the issue at the rim. And also, as we talked about it, styles make fights with tempo. South Carolina, again, 14 teams in the SEC. Average length of possession on offense in SEC play? South Carolina's 14th of 14 teams. So you know what that means. Slow tempo, jump shots, some turnovers, and struggling to get to the line. That's usually a recipe for a disaster. They only got three losses on the season. So let's flip it over and take a look at some components of the game, right? What are the matchups here? Three-point percentage, two-point percentage, right? Auburn is sensational, as we said on defense in SEC play. Number one in the SEC at defending from the three-point line, only giving up about 30%. South Carolina, midway through the SEC in shooting the three-point shot. Not great, not terrible. 33%. But also, you take a look at a team like South Carolina that loves to shoot the three-point shot. They're second in-conference play at volume behind the three-point line. Going up against an Auburn team that's number one at defending the three-point line. Now, granted, that Auburn defense does give up a fair amount of three-point shots on defense at 35%, but the clear advantage tonight is South Carolina not being able to penetrate that Auburn defense. Let's continue the talk here in basketball. NBA's up next, college basketball, but just giving my thoughts on how I like to handicap college basketball. Coming back after these words. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
And now back to Moneyline with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Your boy DRS Solo Mission here on a Wednesday. Okay, Dub, we'll be back Thursday. Don't you worry, people. It's Valentine's Day. It's the Chiefs celebrating the World Championship. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes can stand up straight right now as it looks. A lot of T-shirts up there and spags we trust as a fourth Lombardi trophy now heads to Kansas City. Because of how good Patrick Mahomes is and because of how good Steve Spagnuolo is and how good Andy Reid is. And we'll see if they can make it back to back to back next year. But as we were talking about before the break ended, having some fun, South Carolina, Auburn, just going over some numbers that I'd like to take a look at. Because, again, it is all about Styles making fights here. And also, one of the key contributors for me is point distribution, I think is very important. Also, again, simplicity, right? One team defends very well at the three-point line and chases you off the three-point line, which means you don't get to shoot many three-point shots. Those are some things you like to take a look at because when you're talking about a conference play, right, if you have a team, you've all been there before, guys, right? We all have. Whether you played middle school basketball, high school basketball, college, or even some people that are listening now that played professional basketball, either in the NBA, the G League, overseas, where have you. You know heading into basketball games, like, hey, you know what? This one team doesn't let us shoot three-point shots, and I love to shoot three-point shots. I'm going to have to switch some things up and get that mid-range game going and maybe drive to the basket more, even if I don't want to do that. But we all know the teams back when you were in high school that say, hey, you know what? All this team does is play a 2-3 zone out there. So good luck getting to the basket. You're going to have to shoot three-point shots. Those are the type of teams that I love to play because I love to shoot three-point shots back in the day. But were there teams playing hardcore man-to-man defense where you had to run picks and screens and work for your own shot? That's not as fun here. But some teams also excel at that by going, yeah, we don't rely on the three-point shot. We take the basketball, go right to the rim, get fouled, lay it in, or dunk it right on your head. Like, Forget about the three-point shot. So certainly, styles always make fights here. But you take a look. Most people will see to themselves and say, all right, if we're looking at SEC basketball, South Carolina is 9-2 and two in SEC play. 21 wins on the season. Auburn's 19-5, very good as well. 8-3 and three in SEC play. That line's 11.5. So if you're handicapping, right, going through all the motions and trying to line things up to see what makes some sense, you would say to yourself, Auburn has a decided advantage on defense over South Carolina's offense. But South Carolina's defense is no slouch either. They do a lot of things, and a lot of things well, which includes the number one defense in conference play at chasing you off of the three-point line, which is something Auburn really likes to do. But also, there is some bend and break in that South Carolina defense because they're number one in conference play in point distribution from two-pointers, which means layups and mid-range game. So you might be able to get inside. And also, South Carolina doesn't foul that much, people. How about their point distribution? 14th in conference play at giving up points at the free throw line, which means they're not fouling anybody. So it's an interesting matchup tonight, which way you want to go. But just some thoughts of the process that goes through it. Now, why be betting Auburn or South Carolina tonight? No, I don't really like the game necessarily. Yesterday, I actually liked the Butler Bulldogs. Got beat yesterday. Getting four and a half points, lost by six. Close, but no cigar. Had a nice bet come in on Iowa State next uh, yesterday. One-and-a-half-point dog on the road against Cincinnati. They handled their business. They were the better basketball team. But I'll tell you one that had lost late at night when I woke up and saw. The BYU Cougars. 
Scored 90 points last night. Didn't cover the 11 and a half. He said, Donnie, that's a big number. It ended up 90 to 88. They said they had a 10-point lead with like two minutes to go. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in this. Next time I checked, it was 90 to 88 final. Just an unbelievable collapse by BYU, but my goodness, UCF. What was up with that comeback yesterday? All the way through the gates. But not a great, like, top 10 card tonight. And again, UConn's going to take on DePaul favored by 24 and a half. They're going to smack that basketball team. Tennessee, top 10 team in the country, taking on Arkansas. They're eight and a half point favorites on the road at Bud Walton, which is typically one of the better home court advantages that you can have in basketball, but certainly not this year. Arkansas, 12 and 11 on the season, only three and seven in ACC play. But we were talking about it on the morning show today about how much fun it is to bet college basketball come March Madness time because you can get great tickets. Like I say, hey, you know what? I really think, I don't know, the uh, Buffalo Bills can win the Super Bowl. You're getting like 6-1, to 7-1 to one prices once the playoffs start, right? When college basketball last year, uh, I took UConn 25-1 to one to start the tournament. They were the best team all the way through the tournament. So you can get some really good numbers and bet some of those games. But there are still, let's just say, anywhere from 7-8 to eight games to 9 games left for most of these teams to sort of make your decision. Now, also, as we sit here on Valentine's Day, February 14th, in about two and a half weeks' time, because let me just take a look here. Let's go with maybe, we'll look at the A-10. Let me just see what we have. We'll go uh, St. Joseph's, which isn't having a great year this year. By the way, Loyola Chicago, with the move over the A-10, actually showing some signs of life here, which is interesting. Good basketball team. But they end their season also March 9th. I want to go to a lower-level conference. Where can I find one here? Okay, Wofford and Mercer. Let's do that. So we'll go to the Southern Conference, not the Southland. We'll go to the Southern Conference. They end a week earlier than most of those Power Fives. Saturday, March the 2nd, which again, today is the 14th. You do the math, two weeks, that's the 28th. So roughly under two and a half weeks, Seasons will end in college basketball. I know the season is really long. It is, but now you're condensed. They have three, six games left in the Southern Conference. There's a lot of mid-majors that are going to get underway in two and a half weeks in conference play. There's 33 conferences in college basketball. Like we usually only, hey, Donnie, only pay attention to the Power Fives in that range, right? Big 12, Big East, Southeastern Conference, Big 10, ACC, Pac-12, you get it, right? But there are some stacked conferences, certainly after that. And by the way, Ken Palm, which I do agree with, says the best overall basketball in college basketball is the Big 12, followed by the Big East. The Big East, top to bottom. When I say bottom, you want to leave the teams out like DePaul, who stinks, and Georgetown, who stinks. You remove them from the equation on a night-to-night basis, as we had Mark Zinowan this morning talking to us. That's a really, really deep conference at that point. So we'll see what happens tonight, but let's flip it over and talk a little NBA. Because we're winding down the All-Star Games this weekend. And by the way, people, if you are betting the All-Star Game, let it be known there's no Elam ending this year. Which basically had a static line that you couldn't go above, which made for some intrigue. But Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, is like, you know what? It's time to just get back to basketball. And I do agree with him at that point. Enough with the gimmicks here. Tell the guys to take the All-Star game somewhat seriously. Now you have East versus West, which is the way it always is supposed to be. And no Elam ending. So you actually have a 48-minute basketball game. And we'll see how it plays out. Three-point spread 
in the All-Star game this weekend, favored by the Western Conference, who I do think is a better overall roster than the East. I do. 263 is the total in that basketball game. Yeah, 263 this weekend. But again, no Elam ending to put a cap on that. I actually like the under there. You're not supposed to like unders in All-Star games. But the reason I take the under is I think we're through the days in the NBA where the game is an embarrassment for three and a half quarters where everybody stands around and they just try to throw lobs to each other and shoot from half court, right? I think those days are done. So we have a semblance of a basketball game, and I think that plays well. So I'll lean on the under 363, and also I'll take the Western Conference with minus three. But tonight you got some good games here across the docket. 13 games on the schedule tonight for Valentine's Day. Starts with the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets in the 7 o'clock hour and ends with a late-night excursion out in San Francisco between the Clippers and the Warriors. We're waiting on final starting lineups there, certainly for the Clippers. I don't think Kawhi Leonard's going to go in that basketball game. So then we start to take a look at, is Paul George going to go in that game? Is James Harden going to go in that game? And are we going to get a full effort from the Golden State Warriors, which I think we will. By the way, when I was away at the Super Bowl, out there with the Sports Grid Network having some fun, the one thing that I didn't anticipate was the Golden State Warriors catching a little bit of fire. What do they want, five, six games in a row now? Looking good? Slight favorite on their home court against the Clippers because, again, no, with no Kawhi Leonard? I actually think it makes some sense. I don't think it makes some sense to take the Golden State Warriors tonight. But other games that are really interesting as well. How about the Miami Heat last night? The Miami Heat crushed the Milwaukee Bucks. Crushed them. There's names in the lineup you never even heard of for the Miami Heat. Went into Milwaukee and handled their business, winning going away. Now that same Miami Heat team, which Davis Maddock called this morning the zombie heat, because for some reason, they just have a heartbeat and they'll attack and seek and destroy. And they did that last night. But the Sixers right now, without Joel Embiid, aren't a very good ball club either. Last time we saw them against the Cleveland Cavaliers, knocking them off with Buddy Heel dropping over 20 points in that game with Maxi and Oubre. The Sixers are a favorite in this game at home. Now, granted, Vandal opened up this number at minus five. Earlier this morning, that's dropped to three and a half. But the Sixers still a favor in this game. I actually like the Sixers. If I'm just reading into the lines here, I think the Sixers can handle their business. Again, the Miami Heat, once again, on the road in a back-to-back road situation. It's always tough to do that. You'll probably get some, I don't want to say surprise inactives tonight for the Heat, but I'm not anticipating a full-go squad there. And the Philadelphia 76ers trying to take advantage of every opportunity that they can to pick up wins without Joel Embiid. Something to certainly keep an eye on. The New York Knicks, who two weeks ago might have been the hottest team in the NBA. With guys like Dante DiVincenzo on the court, people, playing 40-plus minutes a night. you got to be kidding me. And they're winning basketball games? It was like Jalen Brunson and the boys. doesn't matter. Just give me the dubs. Now, the New York Knicks actually have a protest in against the NBA, and rightfully so. I don't think they're going to get anything overturned. And by the way, in the NBA, when you protest a game, how about this? Last time the NBA okayed a protest, 2007, and I believe it was Shaquille O'Neal. They fouled him out with six fouls when he only had five. So good luck on that, winning a protest, when the last winning protest was 2007. 
Now, the Knicks are going to take on the Orlando Magic, who got their head cracked open yesterday by OKC. Three-and-a-half-point number for the Orlando Magic. We're actually a very good home team here. But look at the numbers. Now, you want to say, like, 10 years ago? Yo, Donnie. 211 and a half. That's unbelievable. That's so high. Not in today's NBA, people. Not in today's NBA. By the way, I remember betting a game back in 2000, and it had to deal with the Orlando Magic as well. And I remember taking the under at 202 going, like, that's the most ridiculous number I've ever seen, 202. I'll just take the under. Now, the game actually hit, but that just gives you a little bit of perspective. Like, we're talking about the New York Knicks and the Orlando Magic at 211 and a half, right? And then you slide your way down the board and find games like the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks at 242 and a half. The Indiana Pacers and the Toronto Raptors at 245. So the discrepancy in tempo and teams and how they play, you're looking at, again, that rock fight between the Knicks and the Magic. And you might be able to get after it in Indiana and Toronto. It's a Valentine's Day edition right here on the Sports Grid Network of Moneyline. Watching that Chiefs Super Bowl celebration roll down the streets of Kansas City. We got one more segment to go, and I'll be right back after these words. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Final segment here of the day on a Wednesday afternoon solo mission for Donnie Wrightside on Moneyline. Whenever a lot of co- good topics today, which included some handicapping of college basketball, what I like to look for, that NBA card tonight, 13 games on a Valentine's Day, and also watching the Kansas City Chiefs here celebrate another Super Bowl victory, their fourth out of 58 Super Bowls, their second in a row. Travis Kelsey could barely even stand up on the stage. A good time had by all. And the offseason is here and away we go. The NFL draft coming up, followed by free agency. And then as you head into OTAs and training camp, and away we go into another season. It'll be here before you know it. But we got a lot of good stuff also firing up, which we didn't get a chance to talk to today. Pitchers and catchers reporting to Major League Baseball's training camps, which is spring training. Plays... I should I say games 
will be underway by next week in spring training because we do have an early start to the Major League Baseball season as a uh, two games, I believe, are going to be played in either Korea or Japan coming up. So there you go. Before you know it, we're going to be talking major, which is always stupid, by the way. I mean, I hate to get involved in this now. But the fact that Major League Baseball opens up unofficially, like overseas, like a week ahead of everybody, is kind of ludicrous at this point. Can't we have something sacred for ourselves for once? When the NFL going to Brazil's and, you know, the UK, and in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter all that much, but opening day is sacred. They're going to have a couple games already played before opening day and probably in the middle of the night. Now, we're handicappers and gamblers. We'll probably bet on those games and try our best to watch it. But for guys like me, waking up that early in the morning to do content, yeah, it's probably going to work out all that well or not work out all that well in my favor. Now, tomorrow, K-Dub is going to be back. So back to the official money line as we go and ride into the weekend. And by the way, you know what I'm looking forward to, people? We're heading down the back stretch. Today is hump day, Valentine's Day. Tomorrow is Thursday and obviously followed by Friday. I'm going to have a Saturday and a Sunday off. Wow. That hasn't happened since till last summer. Good times ahead, people. The weather getting better before you know it. Daylight savings time. We'll have more daylight outside. It's getting better and better. And the sporting environment, the gas is going to be cooking with grease soon, people. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.